0: All right, friends, here is the second half of our conversation with Dr. David Olshine as we dive into what it means to be covered in the dust of the rabbi. Um, The Mishnah states, let thy house be a house of meeting for the sages and sit in the very dust of their feet and drink in their words with thirst. Um, So can you unpack Mm -hmm. for us what this concept of being covered in the dust of the rabbi meant?
1: Sure. Well, um, Recognized that in Jesus' day. Education was huge, um, and they started, The rabbis asked the question: What age do we teach Torah? And the answer was not before the age of six, but at the age of six, we will stuff them with Torah like an ox. Mm-hmm. And and over the over over many many uh, centuries, the rabbis started to come up with a process. Um, and some made it and some didn't. And, and I'll just do this really quick. But there was basically three stages. And stage one is called Beit Sofer. Okay. And uh, Mark probably knows about this. Kind of from 6 to 10, this is the first stage where the rabbi insisted that the young Jewish uh, kid, 6 to 10, would memorize Genesis Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. Now I have met some New York Jews and some Miami Beach Jews and a couple of Cincinnati Jews who have had memorized the entire Torah. Wow. And all God's people said, Whoa. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. It is. I mean I mean, because you think about it, and so the whole goal there was 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 really rote memory. So if you were if you succeed that, then you move to stage two called Beit Talmud. And a Talmudin was a student. It literally means the house of study. And this is somewhere around ten to fifteen. A Jewish kid would move into not just rote memorization, but this would be a time of Q and A, meaning it was sort of it, it, they moved into more of an oral tradition and not just memories, memorization. Um, so Luke talks about Luke two talks about how Jesus went to um, he went to the temple, right? And I, would, I just kind of want to read this text. Every year, Jesus' parents uh, traveled uh, to the Feast of Passover. When he was 12, they uh, they went up as they always did for the feast. And when it was over, they left for home, and the child Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. Um, but when they didn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem looking for him. The next day, they found him in the temple. Guess what there he's doing? Asking and listening to the rabbis and asking questions. And so this is the stage where the rabbi would say, uh, hey, uh, Mark, um, Leviticus 19, 18 says, love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean? And Mark would say, Mm -hmm. well, uh, what's neighbor mean? Mm -hmm. Good question, Mark. Well, who is your neighbor? Is that the person next door to you on your right or your left? Or is that the person who you don't like, like the Samaritan? Mm -hmm. And so it was now a time of Q&A. Now, if you got that far and you memorize it, they also had to memorize the middle section of uh, Psalms, Proverbs, Joshua. Now, I studied the Psalms last summer. It took me four months just to read it, Mm -hmm. not to memorize it, just to read it. And have you ever read Psalm 119? It is like ridiculously long. So the Jewish kid was then expected to memorize big portions of that. If they got through stage two, final stage, bait Midrash, this is somewhere 15 to 21 years old. This is called the House of Investigation. Mm-hmm. And this is where the rabbi picks the best of the best of the yeah. best. And mo- a lot of the rabbis would say, now you got to learn the minor prophets, the major prophets. I mean, I can barely get through any of them just reading it. It's tough, right? Hebrew.
0: Right? It is.
1: Yeah. It is. So they're memorizing major prophets, minor prophets, and the rabbi would quiz the kid. Now, (coughs) if the kid didn't have it in them, the heart, the rabbi would say, go back to your trade. You're not, you're not, you didn't make the cut. Now I, I got cut from, I got cut from junior high basketball. I made high school, but I got cut. And I remember being so brokenhearted about it. So in Matthew 4, Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee, and he sees these two dudes, Peter and Andrew, his brother Andrew. I got a son named Andrew. I like the name. And he says, "Come and follow me. I'm going to make you your men." And then he found these two guys, the Zebedee brothers. We call them sons of thunder, mm-hmm. right? They're like, they're the guys that want to strike everyone dead because they don't follow Jesus, right? Yeah. And it says immediately they left their boat and their father. It's important. Mm-hmm. Their boat and their father. They left their vocation and their dad yeah. and followed Jesus. Now, and then immediately I envision, I envisioned Zebedee, the dad going Baruch Ataranahem Kalam. blessed art thou, Lord our God, King, you have picked my child right, right. Yeah. to be a rabbi. Yeah. Now remember, being a rabbi in that day was like today being a doctor right. or a lawyer. It was like the cream of the crop. But if if you did if you didn't have it in you, and the rabbi didn't think you were worthy enough, or didn't have the heart. He'd say, "Go back. And, Sorry, Mark, you didn't make the cut. I know you know all the Old Testament back and forth, but you still didn't make the cut. You don't have the heart. Go back and have a trade. Go work in the in the fish fishing industry, mm-hmm. and that's what these guys were mm-hmm. doing. Sounds like the I'm first
2: just, two just, times I applied for programs.
1: Right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't want to rub that in, but uh, it's okay. I'm just just. I mean, no one, I mean, Peter, Peter was probably not, didn't get very far because he's talked about in the book of Acts as being uneducated. Um, I think some of the disciples were uneducated, but I think some of them were very sharp. Yeah. Um, And so, but bottom line is when, when Jesus and the other rabbis of that day found someone that they loved, they would say, follow me all day long. And by the end of the day, they were covered in the dust of the rabbi, meaning their feet were stinky, smelly, caked with dirt. They've been so if the if the rabbi, and I love I love when Jesus tells Peter come walk on water, Mm -hmm. because Peter knew that's what you do. You are you follow the rabbi. Mm -hmm. And if the rabbi says, walk on water, you walk on water. If he says, go rebuke a demon, you rebuke a demon. And if you have to go to the bathroom, you go to the bathroom. And whatever the Messiah is doing, you do it. They understood that. So I think the implication for today in youth ministry and any ministry is um, none of us are perfect. We've all got fatal flaws. Mm -hmm. We've all got feet of clay, but we also have things to offer people. Um, And so I'm always looking every year. Um, in youth ministry with the college kids I work with, I'm looking for the Peter and the James and the John and the Andrew and the Simon the Zealot. I'm looking for those kind of kids that I can pour into. Um, and it starts with a relationship and it starts with building trust. And, you know, I just had a kid call me five minutes before we got on the air. And, you know, he's from San Antonio and he was one of my students. And, you know, he was a game changer, life changer kind of kid when I met him. Um, but he was raw mm-hmm. and he needed a lot of work. Yeah. But I knew I, I saw something in him, just like I think Jesus saw something in all those guys. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. Cause we had an instance, uh, a couple episodes ago where we had um, an interview with Billy Willis and one of his young disciples. And it was one of those situations where Colin just followed Billy so closely that it was like the dust of Billy's shoes started to Mm -hmm. rub off on Colin and it changed him, right? That's the idea of following the rabbi as you follow Mm -hmm. that rabbi Mm -hmm. so closely that the dust of their life covers your life and it changes you. So what I hear you saying is, hey, go look for those Peters. Go look for those Simon the Zealots within your youth ministry community and ask them to follow you and invest your life in them.
2: And I love the idea and it reflects your story that some of our, some of them are like cleaned up and show potential, mm-hmm. you know, they're the kid that's like, they come to youth group and they have their Bible out and a pen and they're like ready to take notes yeah. and like own their faith. Others, you know, maybe mom or dad made him come. Maybe they came with a yep. friend. Um, maybe they were somewhere on Saturday that if like you knew they never would have showed up on, on Sunday. Yeah. Like if you knew what was going on in their life and the reality is we need to learn to see potential in the kids that have it, mm-hmm. and specifically hunger for God in the kids that have it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you like the like the the chosen. They have. I don't know if it's if it's biblically accurate, but they connect Simon the Zealot as the brother of the yeah. man who's healed at the pool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I saw that. Right.
1: Yep. And 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 the man gets healed, and then Simon the Zealot, who is you know. He's got a sword. He's mm-hmm. ready to kill several people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I never really thought about him very much, but he, guess what? He shows up in Acts one in the upper room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's actually mentioned True. as uh, those were present were Peter, yeah. John, James, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So I mean, I mean, God transformed right. that guy because he saw he saw. His brother healed, if if that's if that's I don't know, is that accurate, Mark, biblically? I mean, do we know?
2: I'm sure I don't know if you don't, but I will <laughs> <That's> say
0: <right.
2: laughs> but you know no, what I
1: don't know. I your Hebrew is probably a lot better. I
2: will say that what I love about the Chosen series is how they gave the characters true personalities. Mm-hmm. And I look at yeah. the disciples and they just remind me of kids I've worked with over the years. Like to the degree mm-hmm. that I've almost come to tears like thinking about kids from yeah. the past who have grown and become great people. And they're so like, they're such scrappy little kids in the show, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they, and they, they make Matthew out to be, you know, a kid with Asperger's sure. or a yeah. spectrum of aut you know, he plays with his that's fingers right. a lot. And yep. in fact, the, the, the director talked about that. He personally has some autism, mm-hmm. you know, issues. And, yeah. and he just thought yeah. that that would be really cool. I
0: think that's really um, beautiful. He's,
1: Matthew's, yeah, yeah, I do too. Matthew's like my favorite character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think
0: he's a lot of people's favorite character because it brings to life uh-huh. the reality that Jesus calls all people to follow him and that all people That's right. have significance and that all can follow so closely to Jesus that we can be covered in the dust of his feet. So this has been a really fun conversation, Dr. Olshine, and we really appreciate having you on the show. And if you want to check out some of Dr. Olshine's work, he's written a number of books and he also speaks... Uh, churches I brought him into my church to do some speaking so Dr. Olshon do you have like a website or anything like that or a way you can point people to what you do
1: you can just google my name O-L-S-H-I-N-E okay. or go to Columbia International University there's sermons there my my books are all on Amazon Great. and awesome um, awesome
0: kind of and, awesome and,
1: and all and youth worker journal that's uh, really not in publication anymore, but all my articles are there. Okay.
0: Super. Yeah. Well, thank hey, you. It's been a,
1: been a blast it's been a great connect with you yeah. and, and Heather and to meet Mark and to know, you You know, my mom, it's just, wild. I know, really, I know. So funny. Wild, yeah.
0: We'll have wild. to have you back we- on the show again in the future. That would be fun.
1: Can I say one? I gotta <laughs> oh say one gosh. thing. I gotta say one thing. Do it. My son said to me last night, dad, do you know uh, what a proboscis mon- monkey is? I said, yeah, they have big noses. He said, yes, you have the largest nose of all Jewish people. I said, thank you.
0: (laughs) And that's a perfect place to end the show. All right. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the First Century Youth Ministry podcast. If you want to check out more of what we're doing, you can join us at firstcenturyyouthministry.com. You can check out some fun things that we have coming around the corner, like a youth workers only trip to the land of Israel. You can join us on our growing Facebook community And you could just shoot us a message and say hi. And we would love to get to know you a little bit more. So thanks for joining us for this this episode. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.
2: Bye, everyone.